0: Welcome to our continuing podcast as we talk about the book of Philippians. We're in chapter 2, and I'm going to start reading to you. I'm going to go back just a little bit, and we're going to start reading in verse 12. He says, Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God who works in you to will And to act according to his good purpose, do everything without complaining or arguing, so that you may be blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of God in order that I may boast on the day of Christ that I did not run or labor for nothing. But even if I am being poured out like a drink offering, on the sacrifice of service, coming to your faith, I am glad and rejoice that all of you, so you too should be glad and rejoice with me. Paul starts off in this section saying, I want you to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And he's not only talking about working out their own salvation. I want you to understand Paul is writing to saints. These are already people who are children of God. And so he, what he's going to be talking about is how to work to completion, how, how to do this and finish it, not just start and not just stay a beginner, but I want you to work it through to completion. And so he, the first bit of advice that he gives them is this. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Do you know any people? Do you know anybody? That every time that you're around them, it seems like, They can always complain about something. We just had some rain. And there'll be a few folks that complain, yeah, but now it's just so humid. And then when it's not humid, they'll complain, it's just so dry. You know, I grew up around farmers in my ministry, and it seemed like it was never just right. There was never just enough rain. There was never just enough sunshine. Always had something to complain about. You know, as children of God, we always have something to give praise about. Because regardless of our situation, regardless of our trial, there are some promises that we carry. We have the hope. We know this world is not all there is. When I was diagnosed with cancer, there was a part of me that was devastated, but there was another part of me that says, I get to go home. I get to go home. You see, we carry with us a promise. We carry with us promises. Jesus is with us. God is working for our good. And there's coming a day when we get to go home because this world is not all there is. And the very best of this world is like living in a tent on a backpacking trip. And we're almost at the end where we get to go home, take a shower, be clean, and enjoy. Enjoy the presence of Of God, so He says, "I want you to work out your salvation with fear and trembling. I I don't want you to complain because I want you to shine like stars. I want you to I want you to stand in contrast to the rest of the sky. When you look at the sky at night, you see the stars, but they're all surrounded by darkness, and that's why they're so easy to see. You know, the stars are there in the daytime; we just can't see them." But in the midst of the darkness, the stars shine. And I want you to know in the midst of a dark world, Christians shine when we don't act like the world, talk like the world, or carry with us that gloom of the world, that hopelessness of the world. We carry with us the promise. And so he says, I want you I want you to work out your salvation. And there's three things that we can do to work out that salvation, to receive uh, that power, because there is a power in receiving. The first way that you receive it is through the word of God. When he says, I want you to receive it, he's not talking about, I just want you to listen to it. I want you to welcome the word of God. And I want you to make it a part of your inner being. I want it to become your compass. I want you to apply it. To your life. But I not only want you to take that Word of God and receive it and, and put it at your inner being, I also want you to pray. I want you not just to receive, but I want you to share with God your hope. Because have you ever noticed that it's through prayer that transformation often begins to take place? And It's when we pray out loud and, and we talk to God we get to hear ourselves and, and we even, have you ever even corrected? I've corrected myself in prayer. And it's because I finally get to hear how selfish I am and how much I want others. I, I start my prayers now with God. I just want to say thank you. I just want to say thank you. Oh, there's still a lot of requests. There are people that I'm hurting for and people that, that I wish, and there's goals that I have in my life, still have in my life. I have requests, but I always start my my prayers off with God. Thank you, because he's given me way more than I think I need. He's blessed me. Prayer is that second tool in the transformation that God gives to us, not only his word, but prayer. But there's one other thing that, that God gives us, and we don't often think of it as a blessing, It's often one of those things that we pray that he takes away. But it's what he uses to transform us. And that is suffering and trials. There's times that we go through hard times and hardships. Did you know God was in control when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown into the fiery furnace? But he didn't leave them alone in the fiery furnace. The angel of the Lord was with them. When Daniel was put in the lion den, the angel of the Lord came and was with him. And I want you to know, when you're in the midst of your trial, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. What I've noticed through my suffering and through my my diagnosis of cancer is, there's a lot of things that just don't matter anymore. There's just a lot of things that just don't matter anymore. It helps us get down to that irreducible minimum. And you want to know what my irreducible minimum is? I want people to know about Jesus Christ. I want my children to know about Jesus Christ. I want my grandchildren to know about Jesus Christ. I want my wife to be cared for. I want her example to be able to be seen by others. I want people to see Christ in me. I want them to see that that I have hope and I don't trust in this life. You know, I believe that the reason that I'm still here... Is because God still has a purpose for me. That That's going to be my very first sermon when I get to get back in the pulpit at Austin Avenue. It's the reason that we're here is because God's not done with us yet. God's not done with us yet. And as long as you're still here, God still has a purpose for you. And I don't know exactly what your total purpose is, but I know what a part of your purpose is. It's to encourage others. It's to encourage others not arguing and complaining. Not fading the light of God in a dark world. But encouraging other people. So that the world can see you. As you are in Christ. And that the world can see Christ. That hope of glory. You know the hard part about all of that is. is It's hard for us to be submissive. That section just before. What we talked about. Christ is described, who, being in the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but he humbled himself, taking the form of a servant. Jesus gave us an example of humility. Our purposes and our goal and our comfort, that's not what matters. And when you get down to that irreducible minimum, it's not what matters. What matters is Jesus Christ. What matters is God being glorified. And if we can live our life like that, if a church could live a life like that, Paul's exhortation of here of don't bicker, don't quarrel wouldn't be needed. But because we all struggle with humility. We all struggle with wanting our way and it done our way, and receiving our glory, receiving our praise, and receiving what's due us, if we could ever take control of that part of our life and give it over to Christ, we would shine like stars in the night in a dark world that needs Jesus Christ. (laughs)